There's a common misconception that believers should be perfect. Pretending to have our lives in order, many of us wear happy faces and speak words that sound acceptable. At times, we're ashamed to admit our shortcomings as if they should not exist. Salvation through Jesus, however, doesn't change the fact that sin is present in our life. When we're born again, God forgives us and sees us as righteous. Yet our battle with sin continues till we arrive in heaven. In fact, striving for perfection actually can be a trap that pulls us away from living a godly life. Functioning in this way is a form of relying on our own capability. Jesus said that he came to heal the spiritually sick because they recognized their weakness. With an awareness of our inadequacy comes the realization of our need for him. The world sees successful individuals as powerful, self-sufficient. But Jesus doesn't care about these qualities. Instead, he wants people to be aware of their own brokenness. This is the foundation for godliness. We should accept our neediness and seek God's word, faithful service, deepening trust, and decision-making based upon principle rather than preference. Patiently and mercifully, God matures us. Be careful not to cover up your sins in order to look like a good Christian. Without recognition and confession of our sinfulness, we are unable to rely fully on God. And it is only with this awareness that we can passionately seek him, obey his strength, and confess with repentance when we miss the mark. Stay right there. Good morning. Good morning, God. Welcome, everyone, to pray with me. And I didn't say pray for me. And I didn't say pray against me. I said pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. And that's because I know together we can indeed get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to a second cousin. And her name is Holly, and Holly passed away over the weekend. And I tell you, 
When I started to reflect back on her life, I remember meeting her as a young girl. We were all young, young babies. And I remember being told that, you know, there was something wrong with Holly and that she would never be right. And I remember uh, processing that as a child and saying, oh, wow, that's interesting, you know, but we still loved her just the same. And as luck would have it, uh, she had all these special needs and then lost her mother early in her life, which was sad. Aunt Dorothy and her father was a doctor, Cousin Harold. And I tell you, where she could have been blessed is that, you know, obviously, you know, they have beautiful homes because I remember going to visit them in wooded areas in Pennsylvania. And, um, but anyway, just to, you know, to escalate this a little bit, she suffered from, I guess, what is diagnosed today as severe autism or something like that. But listeners, she suffered with that. She lost her mother at an early age. Her father, I believe, passed away in 1998. It's now 2023. And, you know, she lived to, you know, a nice ripe age. But that child suffered with, you know, that form of mental illness. To add to it, she had a brother and he was born a dwarf practically and he committed suicide after joining the Hare Krishnas. Now this is really sounding like a sad commentary and it is but I'm basically saying that listeners we have got to be thankful every day for what we have and that we aren't experiencing, hopefully, those heavy tragedies in life, you know, and combating a mental illness, and probably, truth be told, with everyone passing away, she might have been placed in a institution. So what is sad is that she is a relative, that we did not stay in touch with her. We did not follow up with her. I don't even know where she was living, to be honest. And it's just so sad because, you know, her life has come to an end. And I know that God has wrapped his arms around her because she lived through such an affliction that I pray She's in heaven now and hopefully, you know, fully healed, possibly reunited with her parents, you know, just and her brother. 
may Abu. I don't know. Not sure. But I'm just saying, um, God bless her. And I wanted to dedicate today's podcast to her. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise you, Father, that you have been with me in many places that have been so very dark. I have cried out to you and reached for your hand, and you have always been there. Darkness is as light to you. I won't even fear the valley of the shadow of death because you are with me. Amen. The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, David, for that psalm and all the other psalms you've written. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, search my heart and life today. Show me where I am distracted from your desire for me. Stay right there. Be right back. And we're back. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, search my heart and life today. Show me where I am distracted from your desire for me. Reveal to me what needs to be pruned. I don't want to miss your best. I will prune my life as best as I know how but I need your insight and wisdom. Amen. Pray with me. Father, I am so thankful you call us to approach your throne of grace. You could have called us to a throne of judgment, a throne of harsh criticism, a throne of burning, merciless accountability, but no, You call us to a place of grace, mercy, and help in time of need. Knowing this, my God, I come to you. Amen. And now listeners, God has called us He's called us all together under this umbrella of a podcast. 
This is not a job for me. It is my privilege to pray and to pray every day. And we are a work in progress. And I like that because that means if you're a work in progress, you are working towards progress. And a work in progress means you haven't quite gotten there yet. But listeners, we're doing everything day by day, step by step, to get better, to get closer to God, to follow His will, and just trust the plans that He already has for our life. Now, they say the battle is the Lord's. And sure enough, the book, He Whispers Your Name, has a word from God that He's going to directly say into our ears. I know it often seems like you are a constant battle for your faith. You are in a constant battle for your faith. Doubt attacks unexpectedly and in your weakness you fail to seek my strength. As circumstances compound and there seems to be no way out, I'll make a way through. Life will get overwhelming but there is nothing to fear. The battle is not yours, it belongs to me. I see you struggling when you should simply be trusting. Many of the battles you face are spiritual in nature and you're waging war in a physical world, relying on material resources that can never win a spiritual battle. It is my supernatural power that can unleash an army against your troubles, but you must come to me and completely rely upon me. You need to trust that I am able. There is no reason to be afraid or discouraged. Everything is always under my control. It's just a matter of whether or not you truly believe that. More often than not, the battle is in your mind and you must cling to my word as the weapon that will disarm any doubt. So don't be disillusioned by the battlefield or the army that stands before you. Whatever it is that is threatening to conquer you, has no victory over me. And if I am for you, who or what can dare to be against you? Amen. And listener 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15 says, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. 
Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. That word's for you, Mom. The battle is not yours, it's God's. Stay right there, be right back in just a moment. I've been told that God has more to say, and here it is, in a whisper. Out of my love for you, I have given you a gift that can never be earned or repaid. My grace has set you free from sin debt that hindered your relationship with me and kept you from experiencing eternity with me. Don't doubt my love for you and do not allow the enemy to cause you to question your salvation. Don't get discouraged and question what I've done, the sacrifice I've made on your behalf. When life gets hard and you can't seem to find me, when you are fearful that I've left you all alone, you should know that's the enemy at work in the battlefield of your mind. Don't believe the lies. Don't think that you have to prove yourself to me or struggle to keep my grace. My grace is freely given, not based upon your feelings, but upon my love. Your salvation is safe and sure, freely given through the sacrifice of Christ when he hung upon the cross, he thought of you. He knew all that you have done and made the choice to die so that you could live. It was all about you. So stand firm in your faith when you feel like you're disappointing me and are afraid that you might lose your place with me for eternity. Know that I've promised that you are mine from the moment you believed. Nothing can separate you from my love. Nothing can separate you from my love. Amen. Ephesians 2, chapter verse 8. By grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Amen. <clears throat> and now, trust in God day by day. It says, we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. Listeners, I'm sure that you have heard the famous line, no man is an island. These words are simply a way of expressing the fact that people need each other and affect each other. 
Our lives can and do affect other people and we need to be sure we affect them in positive ways. Jesus told us to love one another because that is the only way the world will know he exists. And that's from John chapter 13. God is love, listeners. And when we show love in our words and actions, we are showing people what God is like. Paul said we are God's ambassadors, his personal representatives, and he's making his appeal to the world through us. So each time that you think of that scripture, all you have to say is, wow, what a privilege and responsibility. One of the lessons to learn in life is that we cannot have privilege without responsibility. And this is one of the problems of our world today. People want what they are not willing to deserve. And selfishness says, give it to me. I want it and I want it now. Wisdom says, do not give me anything I am not mature enough to handle properly. The world is lacking in gratitude and in large part, that's because we no longer want to wait or sacrifice for anything. Let me repeat that. The world is lacking in gratitude and in large part, that's because we no longer want to wait or sacrifice for anything. And you are going to find the things that you're most thankful for are the ones for which you had to work hardest for and wait the longest for. You see why I read these books, listeners? You see why? God knows best when we are ready to receive his gifts and share them in a way that will make a positive impact on the world. God knows best when we are ready to receive his gifts. We have to think about what your life, what effect your life has on others. If you place your trust in God and you let his love shine through you, that's how you make a positive impact and you can make a positive impact on many, many lives. I love it. Amen. And they're encouraging us to be a blessing everywhere we go. Romans 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, wholly devoted, consecrated, 
and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Amen. You're going to discover that the secret of joy is in giving life away rather than trying to keep it. Wow. Think of all the people that you're going to come into contact with today. Speak about dedicating yourself and them to God as living sacrifices, offering up all faculties to Him for His use. As you think of the people you work with and will probably see today, ask the Lord to show you anything you might do for them. Set your mind to encourage them and definitely be complimentary. Surely we all can find one nice thing to say to each person that we meet. Can you imagine that? If you said one nice thing to every person that you meet, Simply trying to do so is going to keep your mind off yourself. So listeners, trust the Lord to lead you as you go about your day. Amen. Bye for now.